Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Lecture 1, Bonus Introduction. So here's the cool thing we're doing in in Sunday school. It's going to be for the next bunch of handful of weeks it's the, basically the question is what if right so instead of me teaching it to you today I'm actually going to tell you what it's about so the next time you come you'll have a good grasp of it basically what what's the point or what is the message of the New Testament but if it only contained Matthew Mark Luke and John right? and so that, that that changes a lot of things and it changes a whole bunch of things because it's this whole justification by faith and things like that we've we talked about, but it's not in the the gospel. So this, so what is Jesus saying? Like, so what if what if all you knew was Jesus Christ? What was he saying? What if all you had was the Old Testament and then what Jesus said himself in respects of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was the Bible? Have you ever woke up one day and wondered well, what the heck is the Bible about? Right? You ever did that? No. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great question. Right? It's a, it's a great question. Like, what exactly is God trying to do? My freshman year in college, I was um, the wonderful professor. He's actually a really good friend of mine now, Dr. Randy Hatchett. He's um, 
basically his tenure at Houston Baptist University, and he was going after it in class, and he was talking some really good stuff and explaining some stuff in the Bible, and I realized two things. I realized that this guy was a genius, and I realized I was not. And so he's talking, and I finally say, okay, well, hold on, hold on, because you just, you just totally ruined everything I thought I knew. So what's the point of the Bible? Like, what is God trying to accomplish? And so he was like, well, there's a good book on this. And it's called Mission of God and things like that. But the point is, what is God trying to accomplish with the gospel? Does anybody know that? Like, well, I know because we've been talking about it for 15 weeks or whatever. But does anybody know what God is trying to accomplish? Because it's not just salvation, right? Or what does salvation mean? Because if it was, just think about it this way. This is why we're struggling with this here. Think about it this way. If you say it's salvation, that's when you get, well, the way you look at it, we get to heaven. So then what does that entail? So do you forsake your body? Is God supposed to, are we going to be like spirits floating in heaven? Like these are questions. Or here's a better question. When you die, what happens, right? Is it some soul sleep until or is it immediately to be absent with the body, the presence of the Lord? Difficult questions. Super difficult questions. Like where's my grandmother right now? Anybody ever wanted that? All right. So that's, I have. You know, if you see me saying all these things, but is God just snatching us out of this world and then rescuing us into his world? And so all these questions are actually, uh, maybe not all, but a big chunk of them are answered in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus says in John chapter 14, well, I go to prepare a place for you, right? Where I, in my house, there are many mansions and where I go. Uh, you know, that's, that's where I'm going to. So I got five more minutes left. That's it. Just five. I got five more minutes left. You come on in. <laughs> that's a guest of mine. I appreciate her. And so basically, um, you, you, you okay for five minutes? Okay. So basically, what is the problem or question when we're dealing with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And so is it just, just anybody know what justification by faith means? Okay, watch this here. So justification by faith means Romans 10, 9, and 10, right? So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you shall be saved. This is true. This is accurate. This is, this is Bible. So we can't, I can't throw Romans out the Bible. However, that's in Romans. What I'm asking you is what is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John saying? What is Jesus saying? Because the word justification is only used one time in the uh, Gospels, and it's not used in that res- uh, respect. It's used between the Pharisee, the, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And Jesus Christ says only one person is justified. But here's the deal. If you say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, then what about children who die as babies? See how that see, something happens there. So if, if, you, if your child is born, stillborn, then there's no confession of the mouth that Jesus is Lord. Is that fair? Or if you were born... Uh, with Down syndrome or something. Like, there are people who don't have the cognitive skills to talk. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? So you can't say, it's okay, so you, you can't say, what about those people, right? So you go, well, God has grace for them. Okay, that is true. But how do you get to this God has grace? Like, what, how does this grace show up? What does this grace look like? There are questions that we're going to be answering and stuff. And this is what we've been doing and this is what we're going to continue to do. So if you've ever wondered what happens to, you ever seen a a special needs child in church and they don't necessarily do everything right because they don't understand, well, what what is God's view of them? 
And so, um, and if since they don't quite understand what's going on, and if faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God, are they hearing? And if they are hearing, are they hearing in the way that you're hearing with a full mental capacity? And then you have, and then you got to say, well, they were born that way in which they were. And so is God being ungracious to them? Is God going to send them to hell because they can't? So, so you, we have to be careful with what we're saying inside the Bible. We have to be careful with saying um, that Jesus is Lord. As he is. He's, this, don't, don't be careful with that because Jesus is Lord. But when you say that this is definitively, definitively the gospel, well, that may not be true. Actually, it's not true. That's, that's the whole point. It's not, that's, this justification by faith is, is a byproduct or part of the gospel. The gospel is much bigger than just, pro, just proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. That's understood in the gospel. The gospel is something way much bigger than that. And when you understand it fully, it includes all of us. That does not mean we're all going into heaven, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying. But the gospel is available to everyone. Deaf, mute, never been, been on, stranded on an island or, or whatever it is, or just ignorant or mad and in jail. It doesn't matter. God has done some things for us all to receive him. All of us won't. It's a different story. But all of us have the opportunity to receive God and because of that reason, that is the gospel. Now, if I ask you, so what's the gospel? Everybody here is going to go, I don't know. You just confused me. And that's the point. We know Paul. We know don't be gay, right? We know that. But is that the gospel? Is the gospel don't be gay? Is that, is that really? Like, did Jesus really die on the cross to tell people not to be gay? Or, or, or don't smoke weed? Did Jesus really die on the cross for that? Right? Is that, is that really? Or is the the, the remission of sins or the taking away of sins. Okay, yeah, sure it is. But then what about the Old Testament? There's a whole, like, you can't just say take away sins because then what's the point of writing Genesis through uh, Malachi if it's just to take away sin? There's something bigger going on with this gospel. And this is what we're talking about. And this is what we're going to approach. And these are the questions that we're going to answer and that we've been answering. And it is confusing, but it's not confusing because it's very simple. In a nutshell, the gospel is something, as a matter of fact, let me say it this way. If I fast right now, I'll lose weight, but losing weight is not the point of my fast. Losing weight is a byproduct of my fast. Does that make sense? So salvation is not the point of the gospel. Salvation is a byproduct of the gospel. Since the gospel was set in motion by God, we receive salvation. But what exactly is this thing that has been set in motion that gives us the opportunity to receive? We'll answer all this here the next time that you come. Uh, God, thank you for these people who are here. And, and we bless you and we appreciate you for what they've done and, and, and who you've done, uh, what you've done for us. We don't get it all together and we don't even... Our motives are often incorrect by you, but yet day after day, you give us grace. You wake us up, you cover us with your, your blood, you, you give us strength, you forgive us, 
and then you forgive us and then you forgive us again and then you keep on forgiving us for the same stuff that we're going to do tomorrow and we appreciate you that you're just better than us in every possible way in jesus name amen when the pandemic began i had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions hear me well 48 job positions 22 dollars an hour pay training and i couldn't find someone not one person for those job positions now is it because i hire slowly true but it's because i wasn't using zip recruiter and that's a fact I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there and that's why you need zip recruiter you need it so you can find the right candidates now it's not that zip recruiter helps you find jobs it's more accurately that zip recruiter takes your culture takes your job takes what you're looking for and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions additionally ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out uh, review and rate candidates four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter it is a blessing and no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year January 1st my friends soak up everything I said it's not an ad this is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus without ZipRecruiter it wouldn't have been possible so how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B.
all spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, Aura, E-C, Aura, U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B-2-B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-2-B. It's also in the show notes.